This episode of The Mom Voice is brought to you by Wally Cases. Okay, moms, we have had a lot of cell phone covers over the years, and our kids have put them through the ringers. But we found one that we think you're really going to love. The Wally is a leather case with threaded detail. It has a loop for your finger in the back, but also doubles as a stand when you want to watch a show. It lays completely flat, and the best part is there's a discreet pocket for your credit card or driver's license. So no more losing those when you have to run into the store really quick. To purchase your Wally case, head over to our website, themomvoice.com, click Shop the Show, and find the Wally link. This will take you to their website where you can search your phone model, pick your design, and then at checkout, enter promo code MOMVOICE for 15% off. We know you're going to love it. Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 107. Okay, Lauren, do you ever catch yourself randomly crying at something in the car? Like, is it a song, a thought, a Marco Polo? What is it that does it for you? Um, a thought? It's like there's sometimes in my life when it was like I would cry at the drop of anything. And I don't know, I don't cry as easily right now, but I, I still am like rather emotional. Yeah, you're definitely more emotional than me, but I would say that there is, okay, there's one song that like turns on the tears for me. It's crazy. On the radio? No. Okay. The Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah. The Greatest Showman. The song. A Million Dreams. A Million Dreams. Dreams. I said A Million Dreams. Oh my gosh. Where the little boy is singing. So it was the funniest thing. I had that album, whatever, playing on Apple Music when I went to drop my daughter off for dance. It was oh, just yeah. me and her. And we weren't listening to that song. But then that one came on after she got out of the car. And I'm literally driving down the road, just like bawling my eyes out. <laughs> and I'm not even a crier. You're I not a like, crier. You're not. What? It was no. bizarre. Oh, I can think of many times. I mean, I can remember when I was with you, even just like crying at the girls dancing to us. I think they were dra- dancing to Greatest Showman. <laughs> Actually, what's with Greatest Showman? They, we were watching their dance class and I like started tearing up just they were like da- doing their kicks yes. or whatever. I was just like, oh my gosh. And then like shows like or commercials, certain things like hit home and then definitely certain songs. There is one scene, you guys, in Tangled without fail. I cannot hold it together. Which one? Oh, it's like. I, I like have to leave the room. Like Wait, I know are you tearing coming. up right now? No, oh, no, I'm not going thinking to about thinking it. about it. Well, oh my gosh, maybe if I describe it, I will. It's the part where she's already like found Flynn Rider and they're like in the town and they're trying to like, you know, whatever they're doing their adventure. And I think they just got on the boat and it's right before the people are about to like put off the lanterns and the queen goes to the king and they just, he has a slight little teardrop. You know, it's 18 years since his baby's been missing and he has a teardrop and she's like holding his chest and you just like, oh my, I could, I literally she's could about cry. To cry right I could now. cry, you guys. Oh no, my gosh. you feel that like parent pain of like, could you imagine your child missing and you have no idea? Oh my gosh. Oh, I just, oh, literally, she's I'm literally, literally going to. I could, she's literally crying right now. And the king now. is like so... um Oh, it's stoic in that entangled. Mm-hmm. He's just so good. He doesn't say one word, oh but he's so good. I don't think I've ever cried at an animated film. Oh, oh, shut up. Never. Every time. Never. What was the most recent Disney movie I've seen? No idea. Oh, even Onward. 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 Yeah, Jinx. Onward. Jinx. Yeah. 
I think when like the dad was like hugging him and the boy didn't get to make it to hug his dad, I was like, no, he's saving him. No. no. Oh, totally. Oh, no. Totally. I guess I'm dead inside. Sorry. Oh, man. Even when Moana just sings at the ocean, I'm just like, yes, girl. I I, like, I can. I can tear up. I have still never seen Moana start to finish. Stop it. I know. Can you die? I love that one. I know. We love that one. Okay. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. Yeah. I just had to say that because if anything is going to get me to tear up, it's that song. Because I'm like, yes. I do have a million dreams. A million dreams. And you and, can do it all, children. Just right. do it. Right. Uh, you can do it all. You know what, though? I did see Shonda Rhimes make a whatever statement. But she's like, dreams are just things in your head. You got to go out and do it. And she and she's like, I've made an emp- empire on my imagination, which she really has. True. I mean, Bridgerton's her show. Yeah. And that's all the rage right now. And Grey's and all. Oh, Scandal. I mean, she goes on and on. Yeah. And she really has brought it. So, yeah, you just got to go do it. You got to dream hard, but you got to work harder. Dream big and work harder. Yep. I like that. That's it. Okay. okay. But first, we want to talk to you about Power Core Plus Pilates. This is our new workout regimen that we've been doing since the beginning of the year, and we absolutely love it. We love what it's doing for our bodies and our well-being. For Arizona locals, your first class is free. So go check out PowerCorePlus.com to book your upcoming class. You're going to love it. Well, today we are talking about helping our children bounce back from the coronavirus because I think it's on all of our minds. Yeah. Maybe unspoken or not. I think we have fears, anxieties one way or another about how our children are adjusting to life post COVID. And we're not even post COVID. We're still right, like, we- we're still in it, but vaccines are starting to roll out. Hopefully, Things are starting to reopen or they will soon. I mean, all of it. So Lauren had this idea and I loved it. I thought it was a really great topic because, again, I think it's something important that we need to be talking about as parents and be mindful of. Well, yeah, we've been talking with some of our girlfriends and we've all been hit even just in like our town, our city, um, and we live in different areas, we've all been hit so differently even, which is so crazy to so think. So true. And I know across country, we've been hit so differently and so much harder some places than others. But I do think just talking with our friends, we're just realizing, you know, we have to bounce back from this. Our kids have been struggling, have been possibly traumatized. They have to kind of recover. We have to process this and like learning. We're not professionals. We're not therapists. Who would have ever thought we'd be dealing with a pandemic in this lifetime? Like, you know, we just never saw something like this coming. So trying to cope and handle it. And yes, we have so many months behind us, but the future is still a little uncertain. We're on the road to recovery. And so we just wanted to bring up some ideas and discussion to how we can address our children and how we can stabilize them and how, I mean, again, I think some kids have just been really hit hard and oh, harder yeah. than others. And, yeah. and that is going to take a little bit more effort and work to get them back on their feet. Oh, yeah. So it's funny because when I was taking, our children are in school, gratefully, and they have been since the beginning, mostly, mostly in school since fall. And um, it's funny, as I was taking my my kids to school today, Kate said, Mom, how long has the coronavirus been going on? 
She goes, has it been two years? And I was like, oh, geez, right. It feels like that. Feels yes, like it. It does. But for us here, we have not even been, we haven't really hit the one year mark quite yet. And what's wild is Arizona has been like the national hotspot, like I think tw- yeah. two different times. Yeah. But yet I still feel like in our networks, in our community specifically, Sarah and I, that we've been able to um, cope and handle it fairly well. And like, yes, there was periods of we didn't see people and things were quiet and things were shut down. But I, I think we've all we've been able to manage. I feel like I've been able to manage some normalcy for my children. Yeah. And so for them specifically looking over the last year, I'm like, yes, there have been some adjustments. There's been a few hard times, but really my children have been very fortunate compared to, I know some kids out there. Oh yeah. And so granted, not all of these things are applied to my children, right? but I just think it's definitely worth the conversation because again, we have friends and we know people and people that have lost loved ones that this has hit them so much harder and there is loss and there's trauma, trauma. Trauma. I mean, that is a word we want to talk about is trauma and like what actually is trauma, especially in a child's life. Totally. And I think it's important to talk about how we say all the time, like how, oh, children are so resilient. They will bounce back. They're so resilient, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, we've never really experienced anything quite like this. So I don't know if we really have any predications or predictors on how they will come out of this, to be honest. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we need to like do the work a little bit as we're re-socializing them and we're putting them back to kind of really help gauge them in the right direction and process their feelings correctly because this is new territory. And I don't think you can necessarily apply a child being home from mono for a month to being locked down for a year. You know what I mean? Like they're two very different things. Like kids are resilient But then at the same time, like they're also human. And just think about how you feel some days. They have those feels. They just don't know how to talk about them or how to express them. I mean, looking over some things we were talking about, there is recovery from academic, emotional, and social. Social. Thank you. Yes. And those are three huge things and variety of things. And so there's a lot to address and a lot to like consider when you know, you're trying to balance out what the future holds. Yeah. And I think it's important that when you're kind of thinking about this topic about, you know, the trauma and having your children bounce back to do recognize and realize that each child is going to process what happened a little bit differently. Right. Right. Like there's a lot of factors that go into it. It could be their personality type, you know, if they're anxiety prone or maybe they're more fun loving and carefree and they just kind of see it as a blip in the road. They're not really concerned. Like you can have different takes on the year all across the board. Well, and that's a really good point. I'm going to read the definition here of trauma, a traumatic event. And and it, exactly that it falls with how two children could perceive a traumatic event very differently. Very. So this says a traumatic event happens when someone is physically threatened, or they witness that happening to someone else, says Jamie Howard, PhD, a clinical psychologist at the Child Mind Institute. There is physical harm and danger involved in a true traumatic event. Now, granted, we can recognize that there we have maybe 99% of us have not been physically threatened through this, but we have experienced loss. We have experienced physical changes of staying in home and 
things being different and altered. And they give this example of two kids that might be in a car accident together and, you know, a serious car accident, a car rolled over and, you know, could have been a near death situation. One might interpret it as, oh my gosh, I almost died. It was terrifying. The worst day of my life. And another child might just kind of be like, oh, it was crazy. We spun around so fast. And then the policeman pulled me out and it was so nuts. Like it's two totally different experiences. And as I was reading the, the definition, I totally, and I've mentioned him time and time again, is my Tristan. Like I just think of him and as I've tried to figure out his night anxiety and like him not wanting to sleep and be alone or going to sleep on his own. I've mentioned it before. He's now almost 11 and we'd still struggle with it. He had an experience where he felt like, and it was at night and we thought someone broke into the house. We were out of town and my husband wasn't there. And he experienced my fear and my sister-in-law's fear. And he felt like he was in physical, he in physical danger. Right. He thought something bad was going to happen to us. And and he was at that kind of very um impressionable, impressionable age. age of like eight. And so it affected him and it still does to this day. And like I've had to handle that and address that. We've done a little bit of therapy. We've tried to be mindful and like cushion that, but it is like a very hard and it's still something we're processing three years later, four but years later. That's a perfect testament to what they say that. It's not even necessarily about the specific threat, but it's like you said, it's about how the child interprets it. Yes. And every child's different. Very different. And I think like the coronavirus and this pandemic could very well be a trigger for some children susceptible to, you know, that anxiety. And so this could very well be a trigger for one of yours. On top of that, though, I think it's important to kind of point out that we talked about your personality can really contribute to some of your stress and how the children will react. But absolutely, the kids who are at the most high risk of having this type of like traumatic feelings post-COVID, they're going to be the ones who have experienced death in some way, ones who have experienced hospitalization, maybe of grandma, grandpa, mom or dad, hopefully not. They may have lost a loved one. They may have gotten sick. Even though it might not have been COVID, maybe they had the flu or something and who knows, right? Right. Or anybody who like was involved in abuse of any kind, like emotional abuse, physical abuse, neglect, like any of that. Those children, they are definitely the more high risk kids who are going to be impacted by this the most. Yeah. And obviously back, I can remember at the beginning, us talking about just the absence of school and everything that all that possible abuse just increased. And and so that was happening and it is happening. And it's something to be taken very, very seriously and hopefully to fix the situation. Yeah. You're not an actual physical threat. Um, it can still trigger emotional or behavioral changes. And we kind of read over this talking about an adjustment disorder. And so what's the difference there? An, an adjustment disorder is really kind of the same thing. They're trying to adjust to a new normal, but it's kind of without the physical component. It's yes. kind of how a psycho—I can't talk—a psychologist would define the differences between the two. So they would say true trauma is when there was a physical occurrence, and you know, like the wreck you explained, like mm-hmm. that's a traumatic experience. But then they would say like an adjustment disorder is more like you're moving to a new place, you're readjusting to a new normal, you're kind of dealing with the fallout of that type of stressor. Right. Or or divorce or some sort of dramatic change. And it absolutely can still trigger those 
those issues and anxiety and depression, depression, the emotional trauma, but um, it is different. I think it's important to point out that, you know, psychologists all year long, they have been talking about how there's just been so much loss. We have lost not only people who we love and we know and all of it, but we've just lost all the little things that we took for granted. Oh, Going totally. to the movies. Oh, yeah. We lost the parks for a while. We mm. lost vacations. We lost play dates. We lost splash pads. We lost so many little things that we took for granted. I mean, they specifically for kids, maybe they loved summer camp mm-hmm. and they really looked forward to summer camp with their church or like whatever. And like that was taken away. I mean, church is still not what it was. Oh, for no. Us. Church still is not. And I mean, even, even some kids enjoy school and just that oh, social yeah. interaction or their teacher they love. The birthday or, parties. Yes, exactly. All of it. You, I mean, you kind of forget how much has been gone for so long now. So Because long. it's become such a normal. But it is. It's something to recognize that these kids have lost a lot. And maybe it's not someone, but there has been a lot, a big loss here. Yeah. And while we've tried our best to kind of keep everything going, keep it moving, like do everything we can do at home and do the remote learning. If your child is showing any sort of sign of withdrawal or out acting out or like, you know, mean behavior or with, you know, all of those things, I think it's important to kind of realize where they're coming from and that, at the root of them, it's, you know, it's the fear, it's the unknown, it's the anxiety for not only what has happened, but what they're about to have to start going into. Now we've kind of shifted to at home and that's our normal now. Now we've got to like kind of reshift it all back to being social, being around people, getting up again, getting dressed. Yes. Like, adapt, oh my gosh. Ad- right. Adapting back to society. You know, yes. Society. It's right, crazy. Right. And it is crazy. I mean, we have a few ideas to help get back on track for your family and also support their mental health more than anything. Yeah. And make sure that they are healthy and hopefully happy. Well, I loved this idea on one of the articles that you found where it's it talked about scaffold parenting. Never have I ever. Well, heard I think that I phrase. think it's a new phrase. I think we're starting a new fr- form on front, you know, right up in the front lines here. Oh my gosh. With, um, yeah, with parenting. So we're not lawnmower parents. We're not helicopter parents. Now we're scaffold parenting. Okay. Yeah. And so the analogy here is that you picture your child as a building, right? And that you, the parents, are the scaffolding around the building, and you're kind of there along the way to, you know, boost them up, be there to protect them if they fall, kind of be that support system for them. I mean, obviously, we all know that that's our role and that's our job, but I think it's a fun visual. Well, for, and, 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 it's, and it mentions three pillars of scaffolding, support, structure, and encouragement. Yeah. And I think that says it perfectly. Those are like three huge components to obviously being a good parent, period, but like in this aspect of life and post-COVID, those are huge um, three pillars, I, which I like. I know. I love that. And the very first thing they point out is that, look, parents, we are tired. You're burned out. You have your own anxieties. You're feeling isolated. You're not feeling yourself, but you still got to step it up. <laughs> I know. I mean, so, I mean, they don't say it in that term, but that's how I read it, right? Totally. It's like, we got to we, we have show to show up it. and do yeah keep going. I mean, Sarah, think of like when was your like lowest low of COVID? Oh 
gosh. Off, I, off the cuff here. Can you think of one? That's really hard. I honestly, I would probably say like towards the very, very beginning of lockdown. Yeah. Because I feel like it was just such an unknown. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I was legit terrified that if I caught it, I would either my, me or my husband could die yeah, or I could kill my mother-in-law or my father-in-law. Yes. Like there was legit fear in mm-hmm. my, in my head that if I inadvertently touch something or whatever, and then I went around and passed a germ on to my, my mother-in-law that right. I could kill my mother-in-law. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was that ingrained, like just watching the news and reading all of the reports and everything. I, it was just so much coming at me. The masks, like pulling our children out of school. Like it was all of these things that was like world ending. I remember saying to you, walking down the hall of the office here. Yeah. Is this the end of the world? I know. Like, right. is Jesus coming? No right. joke. Right. I was right. like, what is happening? Oh, I, I can remember it when too. When do they shut down schools? Oh, ever. Ever. Or the world? Oh, do you, the do world. You for, don't forget, like the world freaking shut down for yeah, 30 days. Absolutely. What? It, it, I know. It is like, like still pinch me. Yeah. Like pinch me. That happened. Right. I mean, when church and school shut down, when Disneyland closed, like it was just kind of next level. And the fear, I will never forget the fear. And the picture is still so vivid in my brain of walking in my neighborhood grocery store and seeing the shelves empty. Yeah. Empty. Yeah. Yeah. And like the legit fear of like, wait, what's happening? What's happening? Am I in a movie right now? Mm -hmm. Like what is going on? Mm -hmm. So that's for sure my lowest. And like trying to deal with my anxiety, keep work going, Mm -hmm. keep my job going, try and manage the kids ad hoc Google crap that they were doing oh, at the geez. time. And I then know. I was like, screw that. We're not even doing it. I know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that was for sure my lowest point. Just like the unknown, unclear. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? I probably was more mid, like mid to late summer, probably. I don't know. Like adjusting. I think, I think because we all anticipated, okay, this is a few month thing. This is a few week thing. And then when like school wasn't going to start again, we were going back online. I think somewhere in there, like I kind of had a few mental breakdowns of just like the kids had been home for like at that point, if it was August, they'd been home since mid-March. So we had had, what is that? Five months off. I had just home, kids, burnout, exhaustion. And I can't think of like a true moment, but I can remember so many days of just like, is this ever going to end? Are we going to come out of this? Like, I can't do one more day of all of us, like just drowning, you, yeah, like just literally feel feeling like, like you're in quicksand. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, it was. And, and, you know, and again, I tried so hard to keep the kids afloat and make them feel normal and like, oh, we'll drive through and get an ice cream cone. Finally, when drive throughs opened up again, or we'll swim or we'll see our cousins or we'll do so, you know, it, it being so limited and, and we do like to go out of town. So not being able to leave, like it just was such a bizarre time. And I just think I hit a few walls for sure around there. Like just when is this over? When are we going to get back? Like, are we going to come out of this? I know. And that was really, really wild. It was, it's still so wild, but I will say I'm just beyond like, and this might be controversial to say, but I'm so grateful we're past the election. We're past all of that. Like, I'm just praying so hard that we can just like find some peace in the country. Yeah. Just for a quick minute. For a minute. Like, just a minute. 
I need a minute to just take a take a breath. I really do. I know. Because if you would have just looked back, it's a year ago now, pretty much. I mean, we're here at the end of February. So about we're like two, three weeks out when it really blew up. Um, and oh. I actually, I, I mean, we had done a family trip with my two sisters, and my grandpa, my dad, grandpa to um, Disneyland. And we were just like in awe, like not even two weeks later that the gates had closed at Disneyland. And that I like know. was like a smack in the face. Like that just does not happen. They are 24 seven. And so I remember being just an utter shock. But now we're here almost a year out and we still don't know what the future holds. But I do see, I, I feel like I can take a deep breath. I feel like oh, I yeah. can finally like, okay, I see light at the end of the tunnel. I see oh, we're yeah. coming out of this, you know, and whatever you find comfort in, if it's the vaccine or the, you know, the numbers going down or just, I don't Herd know. immunity. Yes, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Or the election or, I mean, everyone's coming from this at totally different angles, but I just, I finally feel like there is light at the end of the tunnel here. I do until I see these like end of day snowstorms happening well, across yeah, the South. Yeah. You know, <laughs> wait a minute. What's going I know on? we needed to throw one more thing in natural oh. disasters now need to start happening. So watch out. <laughs> like I'm laughing, but I'm close to crying. Natural disasters. Like, I know it's weird, I'm right? Like, I mean, we've, de- we've, to- we've de- dealt with the political aspect. We've te- dealt with the medical health aspect. Now we're dealing with natural disasters. Oh my gosh. And we've dealt with like just the human race and like humanity. Yes. Like we have it- handled every angle of life yeah. this year. Yeah. And it's just like, can we all just chill? Yeah. Chill. Oh. Freak. Well, I shouldn't say that. Texas is chilling, quite literally. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh my god, below, te- below freezing temperatures. It's crazy. Okay, well, let's throw a few ideas here on how to help our children and you know boost them up because right now, like we said, we're coming out of this, but now it's like damage control time. Totally. Get you know get a handle on it with your kids. Let's get them you know refocused and address any sort of extra needs. I totally agree. So the number one thing that they kind of rec- recommend is just adjust your expectations. So even though normal has seriously been taken away from us to some degree, kind of set the expectation with your children when they do go back to school, if they're not in school already, kind of what that's going to look like, what it's going to be like to wear the mask all day, what it's going to look like to be constantly using sanitizer and not having the water fountain anymore and being spaced out and all the social distancing, like kind of prepare your children, manage those expectations for them on before they get into that environment, I think is hugely beneficial to them. So they're not caught off guard. Right. Because we take for granted that we are so in the loop, right? We're on social media and we're watching the news and we hear the commentary and we talk to our friends and we talk to our family, but they don't, they don't know all that. Good. So point. like yeah. when they walk in the doors of the school and they see everybody like masked up and wash this and stand here and taped here and I mean, prep them for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a rude awakening for sure. for sure. And I mean, even, Hey, even if you're going to a vacation, if you're trekking it out to Florida and going to go to Disney, like prep your kids for that. There's it, changes. It's going to be different. It's altered. You might not see the characters this year. You might not see the shows this year, but we're going to ride some rides and we're going to have treats and we're going to do this. Like, but kind of prep them so you don't I have agree. those meltdowns. But where's Cinderella? <laughs> I know. Cinderella? I know. And even you like, know what I'm saying? And I failed at this because, uh, you know, we were so excited for Caleb's first soccer game. We're so excited. 
And I, I'd read the email just a day or two before and we're getting ready to go. And I didn't prep him. I failed on this, that there was only allowed to be one spectator. And so I was like, and he was so bummed that his whole family couldn't come watch his first oh, soccer game. And that is like, I messed up. Like I should have been like, okay, who do you want? Like, let's pick, we're going to rotate in the games or it's just that one person and it's gonna be super special for them. And I should have like prepped it and I yeah. did it. And that's uh, like, you know, so that's a great no. idea to be able to get in there and intervene. Yeah. Um, totally. <clears throat> number two is empathize with their feelings. And I think this kind of comes on the heels of like listening. I think <clears throat> validating your child's emotions can make a really big difference. And you can't just fix the problem. You can't always solve the problem. Right. Which we, is hard for us. Right. To not do. Right. As moms. So yeah. And just being able to listen to them and listen to their needs and what they're feeling and just kind of be that sounding board and, you know, just help them validate and support those feelings and process those like we've talked about. Yeah. I love so, that. So go back if you haven't listened to it yet. Go listen to our listening episode. <laughs> yes. Go listen to listening. Be a no, listener. But it's it's a lot about this, like yes. how to be a good listener. And I think we talk a lot about listening and a lot about being a better friend, but all of that can really be associated to your children. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, another one that they point out here is taking a step back. And I thought this was a really interesting one because it talks about developmental milestones and how a lot of our children are probably slightly behind on yeah. some of those developmental milestones or even educational milestones. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've talked to multiple teachers and all of them have said repeatedly that their their students are delayed, like oh, that gosh, they're, right. they're pushed back. And so I was even having a parent teacher conference with my second grader and I was concerned that she didn't know her math facts as well as I thought she should. And her teacher said, oh yeah, this is across the board in second grade. We're seeing this with almost all of them that they don't know their math facts, like because that's something they learn in first grade, right? right, right. So I think what they're saying here is be patient if your child has not met a milestone that you think their age requires. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like give some grace for that. Yeah. And the next idea is just echoing that is finding um, opportunities for practice. And so if it is just the math facts or reading, or maybe it's the chore list, or even, I don't know, having friends over again so that they can kind of practice those social skills, yeah. giving the opportunities to practice. And I think right with that too, is like the um, positive reinforcement, mm -hmm. being able to just encourage them and get them kind of hopefully back on track or on that way where they should be. Totally. And, you know, and maybe you've been doing this all along at home. And that is, yes, gold star, excellent. And I know some of us have dropped the ball and maybe we are behind in things. And like we said, academically, we are. So uh, just but trying I, to play catch up and give those opportunities yeah, to work absolutely. with them. Absolutely. We've all probably dropped the ball. Oh, yeah. I think of all of us have. I mean, in some dude. way or the other. Like maybe you were really good at hard on your kids to keep up with their flashcards and reading and, you know, academically, but maybe they haven't been to a, been with a friend or been at, maybe you quarantined really strictly. And right. so your social game is so different or maybe physical. Maybe they have not been exercising and outside and they're doing too much screen time. So then you can flip it that way. So just kind of see where the weak spots are and just try to make up for it and give opportunities to practice. Yes, totally. And then I think after you do all of that, like, just don't sweat the rest of the stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, just do what you can and put one foot in front of the other. Take it day by day. 
and try really, really, really hard not to sweat the small stuff. And of course, there are times and needs and situations that you might need to seek out professional help. Yes, girl. Been there. Been there, done that. Yep. And like we even we were discussing with our friends, like joking, half joking. Can mom go see the school counselor? Because I need to talk to somebody. Oh my gosh. Yes. But absolutely, there are some more extreme cases than others. And whatever your child needs, sometimes seeking professional help is definitely needed. And if that's therapy, psychologist, um, PTSD, I think is a very real thing. And again, every family and child has experienced different like levels of this oh, in Corona. Totally. But that ha- that can be a case and that can happen. And that definitely might need more professional help. Yes. And so I want to kind of point out the common signs of PTSD, just as kind of a PSA. Mm-hmm. Common signs include constantly being on guard for danger, being preoccupied with thoughts of traumatic events, persistent extreme emotions or lack of emotions that linger long after an event. So I think, you know, it's normal for kids to to be nervous and to be worried or to be upset. And you know your child better than anybody. But I think if you really start to see signs of like withdrawal, they don't want to be around the family. They want to be alone in their room. You know, they don't want to be with friends like and you see those behaviors repeatedly. I personally, as a teenager who went through that, get get ahead of it, like yes. get ahead of it and ask for help. I've said this repeatedly on the podcast, but if my parents did anything for me, well, they did this. They like recognized when I had depression as a teenager and they got me help. And mm-hmm. I feel like it forever changed the course of my life. Yes, for sure. Oh, I, I that's so powerful. And, and there never should be any like negative or shame in any sort of mental help or uh, mental health or getting help for that. So absolutely. So definitely take heed to that. Yeah. Don't brush it under the rug. Focus on that if it's needed. I and totally agree. I just, this, there was this comment here, you know, and all these different ideas. And of course, you know your family best, but it, this comment here on the article, if we don't kind of address these things and get a hold on it, and this just hit home, it says that our children will lose even more of their childhood to this virus. And oh the virus gosh. has taken so much. Don't let like this like suck their childhood dry because they just never came out of it or yes. they just didn't have the tools to bounce back. So, I mean, hopefully some of this information has been helpful to kind of like look and examine your family. Because I just think now that we're like slowly transitioning out, it's almost like weird to like look back and think of all, like we said, like how traumatic it actually was back at the beginning. It's so crazy. Another thing that they mentioned, which I think is genius, is kind of implementing some structure and routine into your day. So if you have been on lockdown more than some of the states like our state that we're in, Kind of slowly start reintroducing some of the schedule, some of the structure, the routine, so that they have a level of expectation when they do go back to school, right? Mm -hmm. And I also think that, don't you think schedules for children are just kind of a level of comfort? Oh, absolutely. Like, they say that as babies. Knowing their routine, yes. But I think it even applies to older children. Mm -hmm. Like, just Mm -hmm. kind of having the expectation, knowing what's coming for the day, like all of that. So the experts definitely recommend that you can ease a child's anxiety by kind of reestablishing some routine into your day 
And that can even start with like household chores, with taking a walk at a certain time, getting exercise at a certain time, like whatever it might be. Um, that could be a simple add to your day. And I think these are all really good reminders to be very deliberate about how we parent this next phase of the coronavirus. I know. Because I wonder- we're now in phase whatever, 952. Reintroduce them to society. Oh right. my gosh. I, I, who would have thought we'd ever have to say that? Die. I wonder if they'll like label this this brood with like a name, like, you know, the baby boomers, like everyone kind of has their yes. like saga. I wonder, you know, what they'll say about us in the, in the history books. Cause I tell my children, kids, this is going to be in the history books. Your kids will come home and ask you about what it was like. So like, try to like, Oh my God, I don't want them to remember it, but I want them to remember it too. Oh, like, they will. look how far we've come. Oh my gosh. Oh my That's gosh. So crazy. Ah! Well, you guys, we hope this helped provoke a little bit of thought Um, Again, it's something that I think all of us kind of have in the back of our head to some degree, right? Like as we're kind of rolling along with our individual situations in this whole thing. And like we mentioned, every single situation is so different. Like my husband is still working from home, you know, like I know I don't know how we're going to adjust to him not being at home. Oh, right. We're so used to it and we love it so much. So now we're going to have separation and anxiety from dad not being there. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh my gosh. But, and you brought up a good point off the mic that like our friend who particularly is having a hard time, her husband's an ER doctor. Yeah. And we know that some of these medical professionals and the frontline workers have had a whole different hit um, by this and just the risk at the beginning and the exposure or quarantining and maybe being sick or being sick more than once. Like, you know, and that hits a family even harder. So oh, yeah. there has been such a variety. And of course, we can't thank our medical. You know, the frontline workers, yes. the teachers, the doctors, all of them. I mean, all all the sacrifice, the Target employees. I know, absolutely. all the grocery store absolutely. employees, all of absolutely. them. Absolutely, you so. guys showed up. The truck drivers, everybody, you showed up, and we like so appreciate it. And it's, we're all going to get through it. It's kind of funny, like when I stop and think about all the episodes we've addressed COVID on. It's like almost because we started this almost officially two years ago. Yeah, and so the first year was you know fun. But then this hit pretty quick and we were just kind of like, wow, who would have thought? And do we keep going? How do we keep going? Can we manage? The conversation changes. The mood changes. Like everything. And who would have thought? And you guys are still here with us. Oh, my gosh. And behind the scenes, we were like, do we address it? Do we talk about it? Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Is it too controversial? Are people not going to like that we talk about it? What's going on? Like, what do we say? What do we not say? Like, we had to all of a sudden kind of Think yes, about what we were yeah, saying. Be, choose our words. And, you know, and Arizona has been a different experience than other places. And our families have been different than other people. And so it is, it gets very like sticky in a way. And we just tried our best to push through. I know. But it is just wild when I, like, who would have thought, you know, we, and we have started a time this, capsule. Lauren. Yeah, we really do. Oh in in gosh, a most pivotal year of our lives, oh, really. Geez. That's cr- that's crazy. I know. That's so I know. wild. <laughs> when I just think back to some of those days, like literally when we were interviewing Emma Jade. Oh, do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, back at the beginning, right? And we'd yes. ask her like and our phone is and- blowing up mm-hmm. as we're interviewing her. Mm-hmm. I can picture multiple times we have been recording and news has been breaking. Oh, li- phone blowing up. Literally. We're like, do we talk about it? Do we and wait? Like, what's do we know happening? what's happening? What's going yet? on right now? What is oh, this? What is this? What is been this? It's so crazy. Oh my gosh. What a year to be, yeah, recorded Alive. on the mic. It's yeah. it's wild. 
Well, we're so happy you're here and to lighten the mood. I know. <laughs> like, I know. And how many times have we said that? Okay, on a lighter note. On a lighter note, we oh. are going to wrap up this episode with our weekly hit and miss. Yeah, on a lighter note here, my hit, and I not to rub it in. Man, I probably should have changed this. But um, we just have had really dreamy days here. And, you know, we're preparing. Summer rub it in, Lauren. Summer is around the corner. So, hey, yeah, we're, we'll be struggling real quick. But no, we've just had really pretty sunny days here. And I've just been pushing my kids outside and enjoying it and soaking it up and at the park and outside with the friends. And so, I mean, you know, you just can't help but love a sunny 68 degree day. I know. It does worry me a little bit when we don't have a colder winter. I know. Yeah. I mean, but then here all of a sudden Texas is in a freeze. So it's like maybe something will gust through. Who knows? I know. Who even knows? I would love that. Not not that, but like I've been a little worried. I'm like, wait, what's coming? Summer's coming. And that's what's funny because I feel like the winter's been, well, it was like a really warm fall for us. Winter's kind of been a little off. So I thought, oh my gosh, you know, we're in for it. And then here Texas freezes over and I'm like, wait, I I thought we were like more on the hot spectrum, not the cold spectrum. So it's just a little bit of everything. It's crazy. Weird. Oh my gosh. What's your hit? My hit of the week is my flowers in my front door and in my backyard. So I got, you know, I, I like secretly have a green thumb that I just want to be a gardener. Like I just want to live in a place where things just grow crazy, lush, secret garden style, you know? Yes. And I want this magical garden, but instead I live in the, the desert. In the desert. Where, where things go to die. And, yep. um, you know, we we pot things. We have to pot them to kind of keep them luscious and beautiful. And so I have like six pots at my front door and I got these beautiful, succulent flowers that I had never seen before. I'm going to throw them up on Instagram, but they're so beautiful. They're pink and I love them. Awesome. I want to see pictures. They're low water usage. I don't even know what they're called. I need to go look it up, but I've put, I put them all over and they make me so happy. They're pink and they're beautiful and they just make me very happy. That's amazing. So, very my, good. My kids were like, mom, I love your flowers. And oh, my husband noticed. I'm glad they noticed. Yes. That's huge. I know it was huge. Okay. What was your miss? My miss, and it's not like a miss. It's just been a complication this week. I mean, it's my Caleb, my baby. I even mentioned on stories the other day about him just growing up and being ready for kindergarten. But it's just funny because he is so like mature and ready. But then at the same time, he's still so like my baby and needy. Yeah. And he is like just he's been super needy this week. We've scheduled a few days and I've lined up help with grandmas or whatever. And he just doesn't want to go. And I'm like, what's what's the hang up here? What's, I mean, and not that, I mean, I love that he wants to spend the time with me, but it just is like, yeah, it just complicates the week when I need to get stuff done. Yeah. And, I know. and how are your feelings internally though? Be honest. Well, this week it's thrown me off because I really like wanted to hit the ground running this week. And we've got a lot on our plate right now with the podcast, but it's like, also, I mean, it is endearing and I know it's like, this is short lived. He's going to kindergarten in just a few months and I do need to like carve out the time. And so that just makes it more good and bad, harder, harder at home that I really just have to like use that time yeah. wisely and, I've and be there that. with them and be yeah. present and do all the things. But it just makes for a lot a busy, busy day. We've so, talked about that. Like as You have to compartmentalize. Yes. You have to learn when you start working more and having time away from your children. I feel like when you're with them, you have to be with them. Yeah. 
or like the mom guilt will eat you up. Oh yeah. Yeah. It really will. I mean, coming from, I've now had kind of full-time care for my kids a while now. And I feel like I really, really struggled with like the guilt, but I feel I've said this on the air. I personally feel like I'm a better mom, Mm -hmm. like, because when I'm there, I'm on and I'm present and I'm taking pictures. Like I'm a better mom when I feel fulfilled by my work hobbies. And then I can come home and be fully present. I know that is not everybody's situation. And I don't think that is the one stop solution. I totally don't. Um, but yeah, you're, you're just going to have to do that. It's hard and it's a really hard adjustment. I know. And it's hard to like have to leave when he doesn't want me to. And it's it's like hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no, that's just been the hard part this week. And, and some days it's like, bye mom, I'm having fun. See ya. And other times it's like, I'm not going, I don't want to go. And so it's just like the hot and cold of it. And no, he's the sweetheart. So I know. It's been I, fine. I feel you, girl. Okay. Well, funny enough that Caleb was your miss because Luke is my miss. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Caleb's five. My Luke is three. And you guys, I'm just noticing he has a little naughty streak. Yeah. You had said that the other day. Like, what are you seeing? I just feel like he has figured out that he's the baby. Yeah. And he's figured out how to work it and turn on the charm and, and, make his cute little laughs and smiles and get what he wants. He is a ham. He is. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't even know. I feel like it's every little thing. Like this morning, literally, he brought a Capri Sun up while we're all getting ready for school. And he's like, mom, open this, open it. I'm like, no, honey, you're not having Capri Sun. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, right. No, but I want, I want. And he's, you know, he's being all cute. I'm like, Luke, you're not having it it's amplified you know I'm getting hotter and hotter the whole time and he's the whole time just laughing giggling like literally undoing the packaging putting the straw in while he's making eye contact laughing at me oh laughing at me Lauren oh, not he's with me gonna just laughing at me oh and I'm like you little you know what <laughs> I didn't say it but I was saying it in my head because in that moment you're like he is so cute like, they're so freaking cute, and you mm-hmm. know they are, and you know this is just a stage, and you know it's going to pass, yep. but it's like, no, Sarah, don't let him get away with it. This is a slippery slope. It is. It is. I know. But now that I've been a parent for a minute, I feel like I'm more lenient to let those things slip. Well, and it's like you choose your battles, one thing, but then second, oh. it's also like when you have five other things happening in the morning, you're just like, whatever, have the Capri Sun go away. But in my head, so I'm like, no, I can't yeah. because I didn't let I the other two get away I know. with it. Right. And so why does he? It's easier to manage. Oh. The less, the, the, the easier I to manage. I know. Tell, I can just see it happening in real time, him getting so spoiled. And I'm like, Sarah, get your crap together. Oh, but I just think the baby of the family does get spoiled. Like my baby. youngest sister did. You did. Like, <laughs> oh, I just, they just get different perks that yeah. like us struggling at the front did never got, never got. Oh, like, but you're you know, so beat down oh, and they know it. The parents are yeah. beat down. I feel like usually there's like a little more money at that time. Yeah. So they get more things than I ever got, you know, just funny things I like know. that. But I it's, know. it's every, almost every family. It's just how it is. I know. But it's it's just a funny thing to like be aware of it. Yeah. Oh, when you realize what's like happening. Like that I'm like full, because I have to sit and think about things oh, for yeah. the podcast and parenting. We like have to kind of evaluate what we're doing here and there. And to so to like be aware of these dynamics happening as they're happening, it's just kind of a funny I know. As you guys know, this is pretty much our therapy session every week. Just to reanalyze, am I doing this right? Am I screwing (laughs) everything up? Screen them up. 
And it just makes me, takes, I take it home with me. It just oh. makes me really evaluate, which is a good thing. It I mean, really it really does. does help me though. Yeah, life is so busy. The fact we can sit and have these discussions and hopefully inspire each other, but then have other people listening into us. It's like, okay, we can, we can do this and we can refocus this. We can fix this. We can, we can be better. We can be better. And going back to the listening episode, I found myself having a conversation yesterday practicing how to be a better listener. I know, totally. I was legit doing the things we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, I'm being a better person right now. So hopefully the The podcast does that. The mom voice helped you in some way. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully we're doing more help than harm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is what we have for this show. We're so happy you're with us. We are back every single Monday with a brand new show. And if you like what you hear, please make sure you're subscribed and consider leaving us a five-star rating and a review wherever you listen. We would really appreciate it. And if you do enjoy, you can go find us on all the socials at at the mom voice podcast. We are there and we love to interact with you. Go say hi, send us pictures, show us your littles, all the little things. Absolutely, We love to talk to you. So anything else, Lo? That wraps it up for today. That about wraps it up, guys. All right. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.